In the grand scheme of things, IRAs are relatively new. Your parents or grandparents never even knew what the heck they were. They were totally reliant upon pension plans and company savings and things along those lines, and those went away. So they created these 401ks and these IRAs with the idea that they can travel with you and the savings get built up time over time. It can do a few things. One is it gives the, the employee more control. And two is it cuts costs for the employer, but also they're portable, so you can take them with you. But we've never really talked about how we put money into those accounts, how we put money into IRAs, and should you or should you not put money in. So we wanted to do an episode on what we call IRA contributions and some of the nuances that go into it. It's the dawn of 2023, and Josh and I are hoping to fill your buckets, both financially and otherwise. Our special New Year edition of the Retirement Equals Freedom podcast is focused on figuring out how traditional and Roth IRAs, as well as your 401k plans, can work for you. Hashtag tax nerd. You'll come away from this episode understanding the benefits, limitations, and rules of the road on contributions just in time for tax season. This is the Retirement Equals Freedom podcast. Your host, Josh Brettel is the owner of FSR Wealth Strategies. And for the last two decades, it's Josh that's been helping fine folks like you thrive in your retirement. Well, me, hey, I'm Dave, Josh's longtime friend, co-host, and fan of Beef Barley Stew. So now, that me, that you, that me, end this introduction so you can learn all about IRA contributions. FSR Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor located in Elmhurst, Illinois. Information and opinions contained in this audio have been arrived at by FSR Wealth Advisors. All information herein is for informational purposes and should not be construed as investment advice. It does not constitute an offer, solicitation, or recommendation to purchase any security. FSR is not providing legal, tax, accounting, or financial planning advice in this audio. These views are as of the date of its publication and are subject to change. David, happy new year. Happy new year. Oh, <laughs> that just ruined everything. Way to start it off, Josh. You know, we came in with the goal of being just super professional and not knocking things around in the new year. And what do you do? You know, one of my favorite compliments that I get is that I am not your average accountant or CPA. I'm not your average financial advisor. They, they, I take that as a compliment. And people used to say that to my dad. I remember hearing as a kid, you're not... You're not what I think of when I think of an advisor or when you think of a CPA. And I always thought that was kind of weird, but now it makes me feel good. And I always also feel like this podcast is another example of that. We do weird okay here. You remember the story I told you when I was working at the bank and the sweet old lady called me out for having like a, a beard or a scruffy face? Mm-hmm. Bankers don't have scruffy faces. Well, ma'am, they do now. Hey, look, you're human. No one wants to work with someone that's like, I do taxes. Ah, ah, ah. I agree with you. Look, Josh, 2023, my new goal is to be a, I don't know, a sparkling conversationalist, if you will. With who? I don't know, you and a podcast. I like that idea. Thank you. We have all sorts of big dreams for the 2023 podcast. I don't know what we're going to execute on because uh, we're good dreamers, not always the best executors when Mm -hmm. it comes towards uh, the podcast stuff. Mm. Um, Maybe someday 
we'll actually have a, a studio that. Ooh, 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 ooh. Did I want to show you something. I haven't got oh. notification of shipping yet. But you know how on Facebook you can see things? I follow them on Facebook. Dave. Yeah. I think that might be us. Oh, that's if that is, that's gorgeous. Uh huh. Okay. What he's referring to is there is a video on Facebook from the company Josh ordered this table from that has them showing the table and then going from table to like the freight that's going to, the truck that's going to ship it here to us. So it's got to be ours. It's got to be ours. Yeah. So Dave, I am really excited for 2023 and on many reasons. I got on a personal front, on a business front. Hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, we will have finished our construction in our house. We'll have our house back to normal. We've gotten through Christmas. Josh, I'm excited for your house. You went home and saw your new countertops the other day. And what was the first thing I asked you? Do you remember? What was I concerned about? So the first question you asked me probably had to do with something I was going to make you. Yeah. I asked you, A, what's the first cocktail you're going to craft for me at your new, on your new countertops? And then what are you going to cook me? I don't know. But Missy and I have decided like when we're all done with this, 2023 is going to be a year of parties at our house. So yes. it's going to be fun. Cocktails and steaks at Josh's house. Um, I look forward to it. But on a business front, we've set some really cool things up and we have some great listeners of the podcast. Mm-hmm. We've got, you know, our clients are doing great. Who knows what the economy is going to do this year? Don't ask me for a crystal ball. Um, what I always say is be prepared for anything. 2023 is going to be a good year. 2023 is shaping up to be a good year. Now, yeah. here's my big question. What is it? Over Christmas, yeah. you and I talked about playing a new sport. Mm-hmm. Pickleball. Mm-hmm. Can you and I play pickleball, learn how to play pickleball because it's all the rage? Mm-hmm. And two, can we play basketball at least once oh, this year? I know. The logistics of finding the spots to play basketball, I think, are harder than pickleball. I feel like basketball, you can't just – you and I are to go to like an open gym. We will be dead within 30 seconds. Like We have to find a place where you and I can just kind of like – shoot around, get our legs out from underneath us, and then start playing. All right, we'll talk about that. We're, we'll, get the, we'll get that squared away. Yeah, but no, pickleball, we've already talked about doing like an entire office pickleball tournament, which I will record. That would be fun. Like do a whole like that would be fun. video production around. Yeah. There. Well, so far, if anyone's listened this far in, you're bored off of your gourd because uh, we've talked about nothing for a few minutes. So <laughs> Bored off of your gourd. That's a, that might be a new hashtag. <laughs> hashtag bored off your gourd. I'm just saying. You know what, Josh? I was up late last night thinking, what is what is something that we just haven't done a deep dive on in a long time? And I'm like, and I'm a I'm a financial wizard, so I know all these things. I'm like, do not know? say social security. No, no, we just finished a three part series, um, which we're actually going to win some awards for, especially part three. Part three is amazing. Mm-hmm. But like, how about like IRAs and like contributions and things of that sort? Oh, great. I love talking about that stuff. Okay. No, actually, this this idea came from Aaron, as do a lot of our ideas, apparently. We've done a couple episodes on, on conversions and Roths and the difference between traditionals and Roth IRAs, but we've never really talked about how we put money into those accounts, how we put money into IRAs, and should you or should you not put money in. So we wanted to do an episode on what we call IRA Contributions. And some of the nuances that go into it. Such as? You're going to get into that, I hope? Do you want me to? Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Nuance is your middle name. In the grand scheme of things, IRAs are relatively new. Um, now, a lot of our clients who are in their late 50s, 60s, and 70s, they've been around for the majority of your life. But in your working years, they probably just got started. I mean, they really were relatively new. Your parents or grandparents never even knew what the heck they were. Mm. 
they were totally reliant upon pension plans and company savings and things along those lines. And those went away. Mm, so, yeah. and actually Aaron did some research for us and I, I didn't realize some of this stuff. It was kind of neat. I didn't realize that the first pension in the United States came into existence in 1875 from American Express. I saw American Express and I'm like, the credit card company. Well, first off, I didn't realize American Express was around in 1875, yeah, right? but also the fact that they had the very first pension. Good for them. And then by 1960, half of the private sector workforce had a pension. Mm. That wasn't that long ago. My father graduated high school in 1970, uh, went to college, graduated in 74. And at that point in time, pensions were still hot and heavy. They were really going. Due to some law changes in the 80s, the rules around pensions became really difficult. And we saw a major decrease in the companies wanting to administer pensions. Uh, especially for smaller companies, things along those lines. And the government knew that there was a problem with the savings. And people were changing jobs more often, which Aaron threw on this one too. I think this is kind of interesting. Uh, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, that the modern employee will hold over 11 jobs between the ages of 18 and 48. And so what happens is with a pension, is if you keep changing jobs, those pensions don't usually go with you. They don't accumulate the way they're supposed to. And, and one of the benefits of a pension is working a long period of time so you get the biggest payout and things, you know, that's how you, you maximize those. So they created these 401ks and these IRAs with the idea that they can travel with you and the savings get built up time over time. And it can do a few things. One is it gives the, the employee more control. And two is it cuts cost for the employer but also they're portable, so you can take them with you. Now, that sounds all great, but I think what we've realized as a country is that people don't always want control. They fear control sometimes. They don't know how to do it. The market's scary. What if you're making the wrong decision? So we've tried to simplify it and, and do things along those lines. But one of the overarching comments or the overarching themes was that you just had to save. Pensions weren't going to be there. You just had to save. And they wanted to give you some advantages to savings. So um, 401ks are company-sponsored. They're run by your employer. And if your company has one, odds are you can put money into it. And your company can put money in. They don't all do that. But if you put money in, there's very rarely any income limits. But your Investment choices are limited to what the company tells you you can put money into. Some of them have wide choices. Some of them have just a few choices. But the choices that you have are limited to what the company tells you you can have. So are you saying, because I don't remember, last time I had a 401k was you know, 10, 12 years ago. An employee sometimes could go choose like how aggressive like their portfolio mm -hmm. is. Okay. You know, they might have 12 mutual funds they get to pick from. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's thousands and thousands of stocks out there, but they might only have 12 mutual funds. I see. There's some limits as those come into play. But the other thing, and you're a great example of that, is you know you had a 401k when you worked for the large bank, but when you went to become an independent contractor, 401ks don't really exist or they're hard to exist for, for small companies or, or individuals. So the government created these IRAs. IRA is it's a government acronym and actually easy to understand. It's individual retirement account. Mm -hmm. And what they said was just like a 401k, you put money in. You'll get a tax deduction for putting money in. And they made this, even to this day, sometimes they make that seem like it's like the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. You're getting this tax deduction to put money in. You're getting this tax deduction. Well, what you're essentially doing is you're kicking the tax calculation down the road. So it could be a good thing. It may not be a good thing. I will tell you, savings is 
always a good thing, mm-hmm. but it's just a matter of where are you saving, mm-hmm. what happens there. So IRAs and Roth IRAs <laughs> are individual accounts. We want to go through some of the rules that go through this. So 401ks, if you're under age 50, you can put in a maximum of $22,500 this year in 2023. If you're over 50, they allow what they call catch-up contributions, and you can put $30,000 in. So how much you should put in, that's a whole different topic of conversation. Um, We always tell people, save as much as you can, Mm -hmm. but don't go into debt to save. 401ks, Josh, most employers, do you know, can you like continuously adjust how much you're contributing, or is that like an, an annual thing you have to choose? It's become a lot more flexible recently. It's really dependent upon the company. The company can set limits as to how much you can put in, how much you can put out, or how much you can put in, when you can take it out. Now, here's a couple of rules on take. Once money goes into a 401k, the company doesn't have access to it. They can't steal it or do anything like that, but they can put handcuffs into when you can get it out. They may or may not allow you to borrow money from it. They may, they're called loans. They may or may not let you take money out while you're working. Now, the one rule is you can always get money out when you leave the employer. Mm-hmm. So when you leave, you can always take the money out. But you do have the right to leave it there, too, if it's over a certain dollar amount. Oh, so okay. there's pros and cons, and you have to weigh those pros and cons as to where it sits. But just getting the money in is what we want to focus on today. Sure. If you put that money in there. Now, there aren't generally income thresholds that's out there for 401ks, but there are some testing and some different rules that go on to 401ks. So, so for smaller companies, if you have a 401k, they may say, hey, you've put too much in. There are also Roth options on a lot of 401ks. They don't all have them, but some do have Roth options. Mm-hmm. So Roth versus traditional, we've done whole episodes on that. The big difference there is taxes. The only difference between regular and traditional is taxes. Now, let's go to IRAs because those are a little different. If your company does not have a 401k or any retirement plan, to be honest, to, to be factual there, you have the ability to put money into an IRA. And there's some some specific rules. And you actually, if you're married, you have to know if if neither of you have a 401k, pretty much you can put money in no matter what. Mm -hmm. It's deductible. If one of you has a 401k, there's income thresholds. You can't earn too much. If both of you have 401ks, it's very restrictive. Very, very rarely can you put money into an IRA and have it be deductible. Mm-hmm. Okay. But there's a lot of times that putting money in can be beneficial. You may be late in your career, or maybe a retiree, and you may have a side job and you earn, I don't know, 15, 20,000 bucks. And you're normally in the 12 or 15% tax bracket, but this side job just puts you up and above into the 22, 24% bracket. Well, in that case, let's put the money in, let's get a deduction, and then we'll take it out later at 15%. That makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. There also can be some things for Medicare. The cost of Medicare is dependent upon your adjusted gross income. It can be helpful for that. Like There's just some things that putting ten to 15000 bucks away in your IRA, if you're married, can be beneficial to you, but you have to have earned income. So that's the key to this one, is earned income. Earned income is money from a job. Not Social Security. Social Security is not earned income. Investment is not earned income. 401k distributions are not earned income. Pensions, no. Pensions are no. not earned income. It's income from working in some way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it could be self-employment income. It could be um, W-2 income, which means an employer paid you, but there's it has to come from a job. I read poetry 
on the street corner and people throw like coins and dollars at me as tips? Does that count as income? Only if you're going to claim it on your tax return, which legally you're supposed to, but I don't know what you're doing. I don't do your tax return. So I made like $17 all of last year doing it. So do I have to claim that? Um, well, <laughs> legally, yes. Oh, man. Do a lot of people do it? No. Mm. But legally, yeah, you're supposed oh, okay. to claim that. Yeah. Any and all income sources. Roth contribution limits are a little different. Now, if you put money into an IRA and you're above income thresholds, you're still allowed to put money in, but it becomes non-deductible. And you have to file a form 8606 on your tax return because you have to track how much of your IRA is non-deductible versus deductible. Tax oh yeah, mm. it's it's a fun thing because that'll follow into our backdoor Roth. Really quick though, if I were to ask Al what form is needed to file, would he be like 8606? Would he know what forms are needed? Is he not quite that? You just set my 2023 goal. <laughs> to teach him what form needs to be filed. I am not a form guru. I don't know which forms, you know, which schedules, which this, all that. But uh, 8606 is a common form for people who have non-deductible IRAs. So we we see those a lot. Get the 8606 out. Let's yeah. see the 8606. It's kind of fun. It just rolls off a tongue too. It it's does. fun. Yeah. It does. Yeah. So there's probably people listening to this podcast that know more about Form 8606 as a client than some of your advisors do. But we'll get back to that one. But let's talk about the Roth limits. So if you decide from a tax reason that you want to put money into a Roth versus a traditional, there are very strict income thresholds. And it, again, it has to be earned income. But for a single taxpayer that starts at 138000 and phases out up to 153000 If you have less than $138,000 of earned income, you can put money in a Roth. It doesn't matter if you have a 401k. It doesn't matter any of those things. You can put money into a Roth. If you get above one hundred fifty-three, you cannot. And if you do, the penalties are actually very severe. Uh, you have some time to take it out and do what they call a reversal. A reversal. So if you make a mistake, you can fix it. You can before, fix it. Yeah. But, but if you leave it in there and they catch you, I, I want to say, I don't quote me, but it's close to like a 50% penalty on the earnings. Oh it, it's it's well, pretty substantial. On the earnings. Yeah, not- but it's still pretty substantial. Yeah. It could be a substantial penalty. A married filing joint taxpayer that phase out starts at 218000 and goes up to two twenty eight. So if you're a high income earner, you probably can't put money into a Roth directly. Jeez, those numbers are pretty high for me. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. That's a high income earner. Now, that brings us to the backdoor Roth. And the way that works is people put money into an IRA, non-deductible, so they haven't deducted it, mm-hmm. and they do an instant conversion. And that is essentially the third, you know, there's, we always say there's three ways to get money into a Roth. One is a contribution, which we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Two is a conversion. So a conversion is going from a regular IRA to a Roth IRA. Mm -hmm. And the third is a backdoor Roth conversion. Now, what that means, though, is you're taking money out. Still, it's a conversion, but you have to be very careful. And you really have to plan these out because whenever you take money out of an IRA that has a non-deductible portion to it, Mm -hmm. so it has a Form 8606, we have to follow what they call the pro rata rule. Okay, so listen to me on this one. Let's say your IRA is worth $20,000. Okay. Twenty thousand. And your form eighty six oh six says you've put in ten thousand. Ten thousand as basis. So basis. half as basis, half as earnings. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Totally. I'm right. on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you do this backdoor Roth con- conversion for ten thousand dollars. You think, hey, I've got this basis of ten thousand. I'm just going to convert it. No big deal. You do the conversion of ten thousand dollars, but because of the pro rata rule, mm-hmm. half of your IRA was non deductible, half was earnings that mm-hmm. you haven't paid taxes on yet. 
your tax return is going to show $5,000 of non-deductible and $5,000 of actual taxable income. Got it. So you just have to be aware of the pro rata rule. At, at that level, it's not huge, but we've seen people make mistakes in the $100,000 range Ooh. there. So you uh, have to be careful with that. With your Roth limits, though, if someone earns over that two hundred twenty-eight, let's say as a couple, two hundred twenty-eight thousand, uh, can they still do a conversion? There are no limits on conversions. So could someone, in theory, just contribute to an IRA, then like the next day convert it to a Roth, even though they're over that limit? Mm-hmm. That is a a backdoor. That is the conversion. Back, okay. Or in Illinois, so this is a, a tip or trick. I mean, tip trick. This is something that people don't realize. Hashtag Josh Tips. Ooh, I like it. That's new. Thank you. Illinois, as a state, is unique where they don't tax retirement income. So IRA distributions, 401k distributions are not taxed at the Illinois level, but you still get a deduction for putting money in. At the Illinois level, we tell everybody, if you're choosing between an IRA contribution and a Roth contribution, you have the option for both. You are almost always better putting money into the IRA. You get a federal deduction and a state deduction. And converting instantly, mm. you'll pay a federal tax, so those net to zero, mm-hmm. and but you won't pay the state tax. So you will get a state of Illinois mm. tax benefit by doing that. So I knew there was a reason we lived in Illinois. It's for that Josh tip alone. The Josh tip only applies to Illinois residents. <laughs> Other states, please check your local <laughs> laws. But it's not uh, like the little disclaimers on the pharmaceutical commercials. I know. <laughs> it, it, every state is so different. It's yeah. crazy. If you're going to put money in, you just need to make sure you're making the right decisions there. Okay. You've been talking here about contributions a little bit too long for my liking, so... Yeah. What? What? Okay. Hey, Mr. Josh, let's take a break. You've been talking for so long. And my ears are sore. Let's not make them snore. Listening shouldn't be a chore. So let's get to know Josh and Dave and watch a rating soar. Give me the caca. You know, I was thinking about doing the gritty here on camera and making Landon super proud. Eh, there's a better average, better than average chance that I would pull a hamstring doing it. So I, <laughs> I opted out for episode 29. There's a lot of pressure on you. This is the first Get to Know Josh and Dave of 2023. I actually struggled with it a little bit. Did you? Yeah. Well, I read the cards. Yeah. And I think it's a good question, but I don't know how I'm going to answer the question yet. Here's our question. And again, I think I have an answer for what you're going to do here. But what would you do with an extra hour in a day? One extra hour. One extra hour. Every day, an extra hour. What would you do? I may be overanalyzing, but when does that hour fit into our day? Like uh, It's your day. You decide. Oh, an extra hour in my day. First thing that comes to mind is napping. But I usually nap during normal 24 hours. So I don't need extra time for that. Napping is covered. Do you really nap? Almost daily. Almost daily. Between 20 minutes to 40 minutes a day. That's actually one of my forms of meditation that we talked about. Yeah. No, I don't always fall asleep, but I lay down. With an extra hour today, I do have a list of new things I want to learn. I want to learn a couple languages. I want to learn how to play the harmonica, potentially the guitar. So I think I would use that one extra hour and just hardcore learn something new with that one hour. I think learning something, it it makes sense, but... The harmonica? Oh, I, you know I have one, right? No. I wanted to surprise listeners with a jingle. I'm just not quite at that point yet. I can only like make certain sounds with it. But I <laughs> I bought it uh, at the heart of COVID, like thinking like this is what I'm going to do. 
and YouTube videos. You're learning harmonica via YouTube videos. That was the plan, but it's kind of just sitting there on my desk at home collecting dust. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I had an extra hour, I would read more. Yeah, that kind of similar to mine. Yeah, I like reading business books, motivational books, life books, fiction books. I like all that stuff, and I don't think I read enough. Peppa the Pig books. I read a lot of those. Yeah, Actually, like not anymore. The kids are getting a little older. We're reading Harry Potter right now as a family. Ooh, we still read Pig the Pug. Those are still those Oh, are, those Zach are loves Pig the Pug. Yeah, he's the best. So he also loves harmonicas, and so he, he got one for Christmas as well. we'll Did see. he really? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah. We'll see how it goes. We're totally going to start a band, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I do learn things about you during these Get to Know Josh and Dave. Yeah, this is like back-to-back episodes where you're like, I see like, mind blown i mean the one with you meditating really blew my mind in fact i was like i was listening to that episode again i went man yeah i knew him so well i'm proud of you you've actually listened to the episode before i have Ooh, i'm i'm really stuck on this true crime uh, podcast called bone valley man i cannot recommend it enough it is the best true crime podcast i've ever heard so yeah so it's kind of like dave relates to retirees i'm a little nervous yeah by the way I'm a little nervous about how you go from a true crime podcast yeah. straight into you relating to retirees. Well, listen, whenever I do this with my paper stack, Josh knows he's in for a treat. <laughs> There's notes. There's notes, folks. There's got to be notes. I take notes pre-episode and mid-episode. What I learned today, Josh, was that retirees will contribute to an IRA for any number of reasons, assuming they qualify, of course, right? But but generally, they'll contribute it to for tax savings, right? Mm-hmm. Taxes are important. Yeah, taxes are very important. They contribute to something for a benefit. Have you heard of the book, How Full Is Your Bucket? The kid version. I've heard the kid version, yes. Yeah, okay. That's the only version I know, too. Okay. To your point, I don't read enough either. But we use the whole bucket philosophy in the Schmidt house, and we love it. And so I contribute to Carla's bucket. And yes, I do it to make her happy, but I also do it because I get a big benefit out of it. Here's some examples. Are you you're interested in hearing examples? I love examples. There may be one night where she makes her gluten-free vegan dinner for everybody, and I eat it. Now, look, I like all food. I eat everything. I'll eat it, but it's not my favorite food. I'll do that for a few nights, and I'm, I'm contributing to her bucket so then I could say, oh, Carla looks good. I'm going to get myself a calzone if that's okay with you. And her bucket is so full for me eating her meal. She's like, yeah, absolutely. You contributed to my bucket. You go get that reward, right? It's not a tax savings. It's a calzone, but it's still the same thing. Or like if there's like some social things going on where like I have to go talk to people and like hang out with people, I'll fill her bucket. I'll contribute to her bucket by doing a few of these. But then one night I'm like, oh, Carla, it's a good game on tonight. I'm kind of just not feeling social. And she'll think back. She'll be like, Dave contributed to my bucket, so he gets the reward of hanging out in the basement by himself all night. So retirees, I get you. I get you. And now it's time for Josh to wrap it all together. (laughs) Pen drop. (laughs) You know, Carla, I love you, by the way. He does love you, Carla. When you thought about that book, and we've read this book since the kids were little, and for those listeners that aren't aware of the bucket book, the bucket book has to do with being kind to other people. And, and kindness is as you fill up their bucket, uh, as you're being kind to them, it fills their bucket with love. And the more full their bucket is, the better they feel and the better their life is. 
And when you're mean to them or aren't kind to them, it drops water out of the bucket and they become miserable human beings. I think equally as important to that is is finding what fills people's buckets because yes. it's different for everybody. Yeah. And I was a little worried as to how you were going to try and equate this to retirees. It's like on point. It is a perfect one-to-one connection, Josh. You're not too far off. Oh, here's where I'm going with this. Full house music. I hope this resonates. Oh, it's been playing. Yeah. You are putting stuff away for a future benefit. Mm -hmm. And like a retiree who putting money away right now, it's not fun. I'd, ra- you'd, I'd rather spend it on something else. I'd rather go out and buy something cool, a new toy, better food, whatever it might be. But I'm going to save for the future. I'm going to contribute to my IRA, my 401k, whatever that may be. Now, you are contributing to Carla's bucket so that in the future you can reap the rewards of this. Correct. But here's the difference that I'm struggling. When I contribute to the 401k, it is truly out of, I'm going to get something in the future out of this. Okay. I think the theme of that story, the bucket story, has everything to do with making the other person feel very good and has very little to do with expected future benefits that you'll receive from making that person feel good. (laughs) So That's just one man's interpretation, Josh, (laughs) all right? (laughs) It's kind of like my daughter saying, well, if I give her a gift, then she's going to give me a gift. Yeah, I haven't really matured past the age of nine so, <laughs> or eight. No, I understand where you're going, and, and I think the retirees will get it, but I, I also think that they will hope that you're just going to fill up Carla's bucket because you want to be a good person, and it makes you feel good to fill up her bucket. And Dave, if you ever need something non-vegan, gluten-filled, yeah, come on over. Oh, I know where to go. Believe me. <laughs> This kind of ties back nicely to the whole brittle countertop situation where you'll cook for everybody. I'll just have Carla stop and get a salad for herself. So. <laughs> she does do that. Dave, our first podcast of 2023 is in the books. And the books. I'm uh, excited to see what the year holds for us and uh, for the podcast listeners as well. So please, if you like the podcast, share it with a friend, a family member, or someone else who you think would find us entertaining and insightful. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I'm the insightful one. Very insightful. You're the entertainer. Hey, listeners, it's as simple as telling a friend, hey, go to pod.link slash R-E-F. R-E-F, retirement equals freedom. That pod. is us. Pod.link slash R-E-F. We don't own that website, but it's a, it, it's a cool website where it just sends something to, and it's like a really quick recap of everything we do. It can send them to all the different podcast apps, pod.link slash R-E-F. Let's give it a shot. Well, with that, my friend... Do you have something you'd like to say to Debbie? Deb, I I will say this. Next time you hear our compliance message, it will be from our brand new podcast desk. So what I say now is just a simple bye. Bye. Worst ending ever. Which part? I couldn't. I just, I don't know. The whole thing. Hashtag tax nerd.